Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this edition of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? And joining us this week on the third chair, he almost cracked up there, we have the front man for TKA, the one and only K7. Thank you for joining us on the Freestyle Club. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Also joining us on the high chair is your daughter, Blue. And my daughter, Blue, so, you know, throughout the, the broadcast, if you happen to see her cry, is because Daddy pulled out the milk bottle to burp her, and she's going to probably get cranky around that time because she doesn't like to be told when to stop eating. She is adorable. Congratulations on your brand-new daughter. I see the joy on your face and all the pictures and the whole process. I felt like I was there because you were sharing all your personal stuff on social media, especially on Instagram, which is pretty cool. If I could be honest with you, man, I have two boys, and my youngest before Blue is going to be 18 years old, and my oldest is going to be 24 And next weekend, as a matter of fact. He's going to be 24. And I always wanted a little girl. I love kids. You know, my nieces are like the queens of my heart. When my wife told me that we were going to have a baby, I was like, okay, you know, so far I made two boys. You know, it doesn't look like, you know, any of my soldiers are rocking girls, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when she was born, you saw the whole process, Jose. So, I mean, uh, when you saw the uh, gender reveal, I found out it was a girl. My whole life changed at that very moment. I knew that my life would change when she came. Any father who has a daughter knows that that is the one true love of his life and is probably going to be the one that breaks his heart the most. And any of those fathers who have multiple daughters, I pity all of you because I know you get brokenhearted multiple times. So she's sitting here looking at me all doughy-eyed, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy her as long as I possibly can. The great part about uh, this journey is that you get to see and enjoy it in a whole new way. You're going to have to uh, deal with uh, things like uh, boys trying to date your daughter in the future, temper tantrums and dolls and all that good stuff. I, I'm ready, man. I'm <laughs> I'm ready well, for that. Yeah. Ready until that, that that young gentleman comes knocking on the door to pick her up on the first date. <laughs> uh, well, you know she got uncles and you know and, <laughs> yeah. and who are who are you know police uh, officers and a lot of street uncles that walk every single walk of life. So um, you know, good walk and bad walk. So I can't wait till you guys redo that scene from Bad Boys Part Two. Just think of that, dude. When <laughs> Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith's character, whoever comes knocking on my door, and she got two older brothers. So you know, and and God forbid who, who they bring into her life, you know, uh, as protectors. I'm sure she's going to be very well protected. What the fuck are you? What you doing here? What? How old are you? I'm 15, Mr. Manhattan. Motherfucker, you look 30. What you want, nigga? I'm here to take his, his daughter out. This is mine. Can you fight? Yeah. You can fight? Mm-hmm. Oh, you move, motherfucker. You can't fight. Look at Mike, you. Look. Mike. No, I, I want to know if the nigga... I want to know if somebody going to take my niece out. I want to know if the nigga can fight. Somebody okay. might come say something. Hey. The nigga can't fight. She can't go. He just got off the joint. Why are you okay. putting all my they business in the street? Why are you putting all... I just got out of jail and I ain't going back. I ain't going back. 
What's wrong with you? You acting all scared, nigga. You ain't never seen a gun before? Like, stop pointing the gun at the boy, man. Nigga, look. Don't you disrespect me all in right. front of company. All right, let the gun go off. You don't nigga, have... Nigga, no, you no, a no, big old tall no. ludicrous looking motherfucker, ain't you? You rap? No. Move, hey, nigga. Look. Get out hey. the way. Hey. If I see okay. you on the highway, hey. get hey. the fuck out hey. of my way. Have my daughter home at 10.01. If she ain't home at 10.01, I'm in the car, okay? Lock loaded and hunting your motherfucking ass down. Well, congratulations again, and Blue, welcome to the Freestyle Club. This is the Freestyle Club. So we talked about Blue, your, your youngest kid. Tell us something about J6. Uh, J6, my oldest, is an aspiring rapper, also aspiring songwriter, and he has, uh, my kid just loves music. He followed me into music. I'm proud of him. What do you Always go fine. by? What's your artist? Man? I go by J6. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm on the block, I'm at the Lucy spot Headed to the cops when all of a sudden I see the cops They try to make me stop Looking for the weapons and the drugs in my whip When in reality I'm just a young nigga that's on a trip So they won't play that I look in his face, see where the crime at But I just proceed on my journey and change the climax Don't worry about the days cause I'm always at where the time at Distant from reality, I don't know where my time at These rappers really acting like they is residuals But they just pussy man, they just residuals The way I'm living life man, I don't care if I lose it all But I'm making moves you plotting up on my downfall you know it's trying to start a a, a metal band now which you yeah, know oh he's a metal not into rap now no he's into everything oh um, okay okay it was strange because when my kid was you know really young he started developing likes and music like one you know one weekend i went to pick him up and one weekend he goes daddy could we go to target could you get me the nsync album and then i got him the nsync album and then the following weekend he goes daddy could you give me the papa roach album and i was like all right i got him the papa roach album and then the week after he goes dad could you give me slipknot and then from then <laughs> on like the taste changed and when he was like around, I want to say 16 years old, I was leaving to a show and he says, could I borrow your, your desktop? Could you show me GarageBand? And by the time I got back from the show, he was still up with headphones on and he created his first beat. And I just thought that, you know, he was just goofing off. Three months later, he invited me to, you know, to his first show, you know, and his first show was him with like, you know, a band that he made up with kids from his neighborhood who actually knew how to play. You know, you know those demonic voices in those records, you know, the ones that sound like, oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh. <laughs> the first show that I ever saw him perform at, that's what he was doing. And I was like, Jason, I don't understand. He goes, there are words to it. Isn't that like demon talk and stuff like that? He goes, no, dad. In fact, some of the songs that we were singing were like um, self-help records or, or like even have religious connotations to it. And I was like, show me the lyrics. And I read the lyrics and, you know, some of the songs he had written and I was impressed. As a father in music, and as long as my career has been around, I didn't want to push him because I didn't want him to follow everything that I was doing. Because in my in my story, there's pluses and there's a lot of negatives. A year or so later, he brought me his first demo, and then he started bringing me his first video, and then he started showing me everything that he's doing, and he's performing everywhere, and I'm proud. I'm proud of him. He says that the name is not because of K7. He chose J6. Originally, it was um, D6 Productions. I was going to ask, is that you know J6 homage to, to K7? But, uh, no, not at all. And uh, he is sure to tell me every single time. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club Podcast, theunknownadmin.com, and cprsmusic.com. TK started off as a rap group. Why do you think you guys didn't make it as a rap group? Was it because, you know, the, the bars weren't there, or is it because the industry wasn't really ready 
put that square peg in that round hole with an all Puerto Rican rap group? I'll tell you why. Initially, I came from another rap group. That rap group was called Future Force. In that group was uh, Farid Abdullah, uh, a gentleman by the name of John Lindsay, and a guy named Andrew Welsh. Andrew Welsh and Farid became Spirit Matter later on. We were a rap group originally. In fact, we take credit for taking Lisa Lisa to Full Force because we were doing demos with, with Full Force at the time. From then, the group disbanded. You know, around my neighborhood, there was other rappers. Uh, Tony was a, the most popular one. And A.B. was called Mr. A at the time. And myself and my best friend was a, a gentleman by the name of Spider. We used to um, impersonate Prince and George Michael, and he was a pretty good singer. So we decided to become a band, a group. We originally were trying to do rap records. Uh, the re first rap records that we, we recorded as TKA, it was around the time of the rapping Duke and... Daha, daha. <laughs> daha, So you think you're bad with your rap? Well, I'll tell you, Pilgrim, I started the crap. When you were in diapers and wetting the sheets, I was at the Ponderosa rapping to the beat. Daha, daha, daha. Tommy Boy and Queen Latifah and Stetson Sonic were coming onto the label. Um, those were our label mates. They really didn't want another rap group on the label. They had so many rap groups and they had so much success. They didn't think that we were that much of a, a rap group. They also heard us sing because we were trying to do both. So when we auditioned for them, we rapped and we also did Scars of Love, a, a rough version of Scars of Love. You know, Joey Gardner was trying to do rap demos for us and he wasn't really happy how these rap demos were coming out. In fact, by his words, they were corny. He took uh, Scars of Love sped it up to 125 BPMs, asked the, the, the Latin rascals to produce tracks for us. And we kept trying to come up with a good demo for Scars of Love. And then Joey found One Way Love, had us demo that and we were off and running. We're trying to be more of a, a dance slash pop act, not really a freestyle act. At the time, freestyle was more like Arthur Baker and, and John Roby and, and Shannon. Shannon, you know, when Shannon did Let the Music Play, it wasn't called freestyle music. It was just dance music. It was like uh, um, uh, danceteria music, if you will, you know. Um, it was uh, transitioning over from that electro-funk type music, right? Yeah, it was the transition from electro. In fact, most of those songs, most of the early songs were called electro records. Like a lot of the John Roby um, stuff and, and the Arthur Baker stuff, because Arthur was the, the, the inventor of electro, 
was he was the man it still is but he was the man back then really Freestyle came as a as a derivative of the slowness of some of the Mantronic beats and the expansion of uh, of the electro sound. Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club, our mantra is, can we have an honest conversation about freestyle? So can we have an honest conversation about TKA without anyone losing their mind? Because this has been going on for 11 years online. I have all the recordings from when you were on, on the DJ Paradise show from years ago, when you came on my show. It's It's been going on for more than 11 years because the hatred for this band started out in 98, 99, when we first did the first exit show, and then we started coming back. Fans online that were on the Club Freestyle side, when they were telling, you know, half-truths about what they believed was really going on with freestyle, they would make up these stories. And we would go online and we would try to clear up these stories, and we would get into disputes because we were trying to fix what the stories were. But these, the negative people, without naming names, would jump on the threads and write negative stories. So that's when it started. Then when the group got together and we released Forever, we were trashed. Everybody likes Forever now. I get tons of fans that come up to me and say, oh, I love this song from Forever, and I love that song from Forever. And when we put it out online, you didn't know on, on those sites how badly we got trashed. Oh, no, I remember that that album went through the ringer. Probably because for the most part, they were expecting a all freestyle album, and it wasn't that. But here's the funny thing, and, and this is what I said then, and I say this now. TKA has never, ever put out an entire freestyle album, period. I always used to try to be truthful with people. Yes, the majority of our records were freestyle, but we never put out an entire freestyle album, like from Root to Two. The Scars of Love album, it was One Way Love, Don't Be Afraid, and Scars of Love. X-Ray Vision was a pop record, it wasn't really a freestyle record. And though considered a freestyle record, it's really a pop record. This is my opinion and the opinion of the creator and producer of the track, Mr. Joseph T. Gardner. We had a song called Broken Dreams that was going to be another single off the album. and But that wasn't a freestyle record. That was a derivative of a house track.
I understand what you're saying from your point of view, but like I've had that album at least three or four times and it's always getting, you know, nicked out of my collection. So I have to keep rebuying it. And I actually rebought it today. And I was looking at the reviews and that's what the, you know, the negative reviews were that this isn't freestyle. So, you know, I was just passing on what, you know, the reviews that I've, I've read today when I heard back then, what, 2000, I think it was 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, the ironic part is the Source magazine, they got a glowing review. The TKA album got a glowing review. I remember seeing that in the hip hop magazine. I believe they gave it four stars. Do you want to hear the funny thing about that album? How many of our freestyle fans are Romeo Santos fans? down deep inside there's tons of them that are romeo santos fans the entire forever album was produced by the producer and mixer of all the romeo santos albums to date his name is ivan meet tracks chevity that guy produced all the tracks he even supervised pompeo's uh sexual fantasy it's just a sexual fantasy With that said, that's the guy that produced all his stuff. Uh, he was good enough out in Tura then. He, his style hasn't changed. He still calls me up because he still wants to do music with me, even though Forever turned out the way it was. Now, the reason that Forever flopped is because the record label at the time tanked and sold the entire catalog of music to Warner Chapel, who didn't know what to do with it. I think a lot of freestyle supporters actually went out and purchased the TKA album. Facebook wasn't a thing, so like th there was no one to counter the hate, right? So the hater on a club freestyle then became more social media savvy. And by the time Facebook came out, they knew that they can falsify who they were a million and one times and create a false narrative for each and every group. So each time, I, I remember when Don't Stop Believing came out. People complained about Don't Stop Believing. I know People that always complain about stuff, right? It, it, right? You can never please everybody. You know, when Judy did her cover, State, when she did Lady, her cover, Lady Antebellum, they complained about that as well. When she did the her journey cover, they complained about that as well. The complainers were people in freestyle who got left out of the original package of what freestyle was, and now they wanted to create a narrative where they were the most important thing. Social media creates an environment where you become the most important thing ever, 
right? So you get the attention of whatever, whatever many followers you get, and you can post something generic in general, and then you'll get a million clicks on it, or you can post something absurd and get the attention because people love a train wreck. <laughs> it's the it's the honest to God truth. People love a train wreck. What's the biggest false narrative that people have written online in regards to TKA? Is this show two hours? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you can go as long as you like, sir. You know, I let me let me just say this to you. I seem to always have to explain myself to the masses because they they believe a narrative done by people who never really did anything for freestyle music. And then the people who did do something within that context are people who, again, I go feel left out or left behind or feel like they want to be competitive. So they follow the false narrative because it's better to make themselves look greater. Jose, you and I always talk uh, about freestyle being like WWE. And depending on what day of the week it is, someone will jump sides. We always see that. And the funny thing is, I always see that. And when they jump sides and they come back in this direction, I always go, I didn't have nothing against you. I just didn't understand why you flipped the first time. And that has happened to you many times. A lot of people have joined the NWO. Don't ruin the memory of the NWO for me by calling those people the NWO. They're not the NWO. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm talking about about the Jeff Jarrett version, the gray and black. I, I would I would rather call them like you know like like the bushwhackers one of the bad horrible the corporate ministry yeah you know and and I'm sorry I'm just laughing really hard because know. I can't I you know uh, we're big wrestling fans uh, Ralph is not unfortunately. Ralph, I'm sorry oh, no. you just started talking about something alien to you. No, I, I, no, I was a big wrestling fan, but you know, it, it just got to the point that it was just too much for me. You know, uh, you know, I, like I tell CPR all the time. You know, I outgrew ketchup and, and white rice a long time ago, and Listen, as wrestling as well. Our mothers and our grandmothers used to watch novelas, and they knew that you know they knew those plot lines were repeated over and over again. There was nothing new. It was a different location. And they, you know, they had to invest a couple of years into it. I, yeah. you know, when I call this WWE is because sometimes I sit back and I just can't believe some people. Well, this TKA I, I, issue is like Days of Our Lives. It's like Demera comes back over and over again. And it's like the same plot line. Here's the worst part about it. And this is the part that gets me. Everybody has the same exact answer from 11 years ago to today is the same answer. There's nothing new. They don't try to, you know, learn the history of the music. They don't try to get the facts. They just go with that false narrative that's been carried forward. I had a song on, on the on the soundtrack to a movie no one turned around and said oh my god no they kept the false narrative going because it works for them so that they can live yeah so k7 and the swing kids was featured on the suicide squad and their response was oh that movie sucked what i'm like (laughs) i'm like first of all i like that movie second we should be celebrating i marked out i jumped out of my chair when come baby come being played when um harley quinn is beating these monsters on the elevator not only is harley quinn hot but the scene is great and instead of people celebrating that it's like see so he should just stay as k7 and not do tka then i'm like k7 is tka
The change of name, the name K7 from doing the TK stuff to calling myself K7 to then coming back and buying the name, it's for two things. It's protecting the legacy of things that I recorded. The majority of the TKA stuff, if you look at the greatest hits album, the majority of those singles are sung by me. The majority of those singles. Some of those individuals went on to spend 10 or 15 years plus outside of this group, making themselves their own name and making themselves their own product, all, all respective. I don't like looking like the bad guy, but I just like to keep my mouth quiet because I don't need to, I don't need to shit on anybody. I am by myself with the Swing Kids performing our live. And yes, they are the Swing Kids. They still have their name. And yes, I made them members of TKA because I recreated this in what I wanted it to be. And it's cool. You know what? What was TKA is not TKA anymore. It's a fond memory, but it's exactly that. You know, I've always used the analogy, you can't get divorced and get custody of the kids and then think that you're going to still be able to control the other person sexually. You know, and, and I use that analogy because think of the sex as the music. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to get it back that way. It was good when it was there, but it's not there anymore. You don't have that anymore. Follow up and, question to that. And, are you guys ever going to get back together? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to answer this as honest as I can. When the hate first started, I was like, ah, they'll stop in a week. And once they stop in a week, they'll get their wits together and they'll stop. And they'll know that the best thing for all of us is not to build a wall. I hate to say it. Uh, I'm not trying to make a political statement by it. Not to build a wall. Because they know that when I want to do things, I want to do it right. So I would have let it go. No one crossed the line. No one went too crazy. No one said anything to insult the other. No, it wasn't. It was light. It was light fighting. Even after our conversation, Jose, I even held out hope after the conversation that we had on your show. I said, maybe in the future, God, who knows, right? But we all agreed that there were certain things that we wouldn't do. Jose, you know what I'm talking about. So I turned around and said, okay, cool. Maybe we'll hold out hope. Maybe we can do a reunion along the way. But then... The line started getting crossed. People started taking advantage. And then it became a disparaging situation. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, people started taking sides. And I'm like, taking sides? You know, other than the show that we all spoke together, I never once said anything disparaging about anyone. I never uh, got online and, and disrespected them, right? I, I didn't. Did you hide behind I, a fake profile and attack them? No, why would I? It's, well, it's one of the narratives that was put out in the ether previously. So all right. I, I figure uh, I asked the question, right? I'll tell you this. I never created a false page or false identity to ever mess with any one of them. Are there people that I know that they now run with that did that? 
on their own, not asked to, yes. The person online who antagonized them the most under the different aliases, multiple and different aliases, is part of their crew. As a fan, I'm well, a fan and a person that's been watching this from the outside in, to me, it seems like there's a third party involved telling them, kind of whispering in, in, in their ears, like, he's the reason, K is the reason you're not getting booked more or, or making um, more money. He's taken from your well, plate. I, repeat that I one more time, you. please. So I want to repeat it for him. He said that that he believes that someone is in their ear telling them that I'm the reason that they're not getting as much work as they would. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you. I don't want to I don't want to mention TK. I'm gonna mention Justin Timberlake and let's use Lance Bass, Joey Fatone, uh, JC Chavez, right? As in sync. The majority of the leads, the majority were done by Justin. Yes, J.C. Chavez did sing some of those leads. There's no doubt about it. But the majority of the songs, the more popular songs, were sung by Justin Timberlake. Now Justin is going out on his own. And when he wants to, he'll turn a show into a double concert. He can turn a regular concert into a major thing and sing all the songs, old and new, right? He's entitled to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, as long as the other group uh, agrees, I guess. Yeah. If the other group agrees. Okay. Here's the situation. When you abandon something, when you remove yourself from something or you're removed from something and you are, and then the, another person abandons it and they leave it and they stop and they see you continuing and never come back to say a word. And then they show up out of the blue and you're like, well, I've moved on. At that point, you have to turn around and go, well, you know, okay, you, you've moved on. I've secured everything. I've moved on with it. At that point, you can't come back after you left. You can't leave a situation and then come back and and expect it to, to still be there. You can't go to jail and get out of jail and think that life is going to still be the same and you're going to have the same job that you had before you went in. It doesn't work that way, right? If no, you, I totally agree. But you know, I'm, I'm just saying, if you from leave a fan's perspective, a lot of the fans sit here and they get one side of the story, and that well, absolutely, one, it's become tribal. Right. It's become it's like everything else. Yeah, they, they get one side of the story and that side of the story is people vying for attention and people looking for looking to create a narrative of where they're they're doing something. But the 99 percent of those people that are caught between those narratives, right, know the truth in their heart. But because they're being bombarded with constant false narrative, it becomes questionable or it becomes it be fact or, or it becomes a false fact in their minds. Right. Yeah, the false narrative, if you repeat the false narrative enough times, it starts to become fact, right? It becomes the truth it be, to it, some people. It, it becomes the truth to the listener because they don't really know the honest to God truth. And no one when, does research anymore. Like I said, nobody is a historian. Nope. Everybody just believes people, especially on social media. If they can sing or they were in a group or they had status, that's it. That's all you need. Right. And, and people will start following you and believing the things that you say. People will sit here and say, I'm responsible for the sky. If, if there's only one side of the story speaking, they're going to believe it. They're going to believe that side of the story. They're going to believe that who you know whoever's saying that you know, someone showed up out of the blue. Like, there's plenty of people that show up every year and say that they're God, right? And at least a couple of hundred people follow them. You know, there was a Jim Jones. Jim Jones was in J Jonestown. I was watching this on Netflix uh, yesterday. Jim Jones, That's a good show. Jim Jones was in Georgetown, told the people that he was the second coming and had them rehearsing drinking Kool-Aid, okay? In fact, the whole phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid, comes from Jonestown, Guyana. You know why? 
because he made them drink the Kool-Aid. That Kool-Aid that he made poisoned all of them because he created a false narrative that those people believed. And even though that there was people that really knew the truth of what was happening there, people ran with it. Look, I'm K7. The Swing Kids dance with me. I own, I am the trademark owner of the name TKA. I was part of a group many years ago that consisted of five people that then became three people that then got, one person got replaced and then another person came in. When it was five people, the name TKA didn't stand for three different people. And in the height of our popularity, we were still making up different names for the group. When the group got back together and then broke up again, I had the ability to do business correctly. And I went to the trademark office and I bought the trademark. I bought the trademark with the sole purpose of the protection of the name of this group so that I can perform these things in a way that would be respectful enough so that when people saw these songs, they would number one, remember that the legacy of what this group was once was could be upheld and that it would never be tarnished by anything far less than excellence, because that's what we prided ourselves when we first started. Now, I've asked you this question several times, but I'll ask it again. Do you perform songs that you did not sing leads on? I used to. I'll tell you when I stopped. I stopped in 2011, and I'll tell you what I used to do. Since I am one of the vocalists on the chorus of One Way Love, and I'm one of the chipmunk voices on the bridge of One Way Love, you know, your love is hot, is me and Spider's voice sped up. Me and Spider's voice sped up. And it's me and Spider and Avi singing on the chorus of One Way Love. What I used to do is, I used to take the 30 second segment of the chorus and perform that 30 second of that song in my show. Now, did I used to sing the entire verse? No. You know when we used to sing the entire verse of One Way Love and Come Get My Love? When it was me, Tony, and Angel. And Angel used to sing AB's song. But once I once I did it, that's the only part that I would sing. One way love, though. We have something, girl, you play me for a fool. That I would do that part. But I never tried to sing the verse or imitate A.B. As a matter of fact, the day that me and A.B. stopped talking to each other, I called them up. I said, Abe, I just want you to know that I know that you're back on the scene doing your stuff. We've, we've been doing stuff with, with Vito. You've been performing with Vito and your wife and you're doing all these shows. How's about take the songs? I don't perform them. The group is not going to get back together. Why don't you go out and sing your own songs? Which he did for me when I booked him here in Massachusetts. He came and he sang his own songs, the songs that he had as part of the catalog. But going back to the original question, the reason that they don't get booked is this. If the actual guy who sang Louder Than Love, the actual vocalist of Louder Than Love, is out there performing Louder Than Love.
And the actual vocalist who sang Maria is out there singing Maria. She was vocalist who sang Give Your Love to Me is out there. And one of the actual voices that sang Scars of Love. People tell me that I'm going mad, but I don't listen to what they say. Guy who did all the leads on Tears May Fall. Hey girl, this love affair that we've got going has me so confused. My temperature is quickly growing. I believe it's true that this casual affair has turned to love. 
And girl, I know just what you're feeling And I think it's plain to see You've got my senses real And tell me, could this really be That this casual affair Has turned to love So now we must be careful Cause the danger waits nearby The danger waits nearby The game loves a gamble And the stakes are much too high I, I, I. Tears may fall Tears may Under the same package, you get the gold record, Come Baby Come, and Move It Like This from the K7 package. Life brings you surprises. Life brings you surprises. Sometimes problems arise, yeah. Sometimes problems arise. Life brings you surprises. Life brings you surprises. Sometimes you don't realize. Two minutes right before your eyes and you say, ah, I love to love you, baby. When all these things are there from the actual artist, or why do you want to book, or why do you want to pay top dollar for guys who are not the actual singers of that song? That's a $50,000 question, which we're going to think about right now. From my experience, when I go to see both, because I see both, I'm gonna be honest, I see both. Okay. I like both. I, don't, I I'm a fan, and so I just want to know about the music. I don't want to know anything about behind the scenes. So when I see one and I see the other, I start to compare because you know what? You both are competing for my money. My money has to go to different places, so I only have a limited amount of funds to enjoy a show here or show there. Absolutely. Right. So when I see one show. And that show is constantly basically the same show. And on the other hand, I'm seeing every time this group goes on, it's a different show each time. Which show am I going to invest in? I'm going to see the show that's different every time. The TKA K7 version is different every show. Every time I go, it's different. I went to Trenton and there it is. Three boxes come up on stage. Everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Who knows what's going on? And out pops out K7 and the Swing Kids. And they start doing their thing. And they, and they dance. And, they, and then in the middle of the show, it stops. And they bring out an acoustic guitar. He sits down and sings an unplugged version of a song. Where do you see that in freestyle? It's a real show, man. It's not some dude in jeans and a t-shirt singing songs. It's a real show. It's a full-blown show. But here's, here's a funny thing. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you gone to a freestyle show? I'm not talking about the other group. I want to ask a general question. How many times have you gone to a freestyle show and not liked the audio that you got from the show? Oh, that happens. In the smaller venues, that happens 100% of the time. In the bigger oh, venues, it even I, happens like no, in the Trenton show. I'm not talking about the sound in the show. I'm talking about the artists singing. The song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the same. The same, dude. It's the same thing. You know, right. they're, they're, you know I, I expect certain artists to, to shine, and then there's artists that really are shining a turd, it seems like, to me. Ah, I 
that's a beautiful line. And I'm glad you said that because I got a call from someone that all the members of this group really truly respect. Not anyone that was in management or anyone that was that was um that was affiliated in getting money from this group. The friend who was a mutual friend of all parties came to me and said, you know what? You can't shine a turd. And I said to him, thank you. I, I appreciate that you're saying this. You don't have to say it to me to make me feel better about this situation. He says, I'm not trying to make you feel better. I'm telling you this because you can't shine a turd. You can't you can't expect to not put in to something to try to and I'm using his words, not mine. Take what is not yours, claim that it is, and then give nothing. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.